0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. The sun is out, but the people are not. Capital on lockdown going on, who knows how many weeks. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Grant Lang, founder of Mozo Coffee, a Hampshire-based coffee business. Grant, hello.
1: Hi, how are you doing today?
0: I'm well. Uh, Thank you for coming on the program today. Now, um, normally we get straight into discussing the concept of leadership. However, considering the ongoing COVID-19 situation, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how this was affecting your business.
1: Uh, I think um, like many businesses, it's very, very tough. We've seen sales decline 99.9%. We're trying to rebuild as much as those as we can, as quickly as we can. We're also trying to look to the future, remain positive, and ask ourselves some big, really big questions about the, the purpose of our organization and the, um, you know, look at our vision, look at our values, and try as much as we can to make the right long-term decisions for both our business, but just as importantly, the people involved in our business.
0: Now of course uh, you operate uh, using supply lines from overseas. Have you found it difficult to bring in your supplies?
1: we haven't found it um difficult to bring our supplies i think the um the what we've found difficult is that we just we do not need anywhere near the lights of the volumes that we did so we um we were a three hundred ton coffee company we're now probably a three ton coffee company that's the reality so we are and we're one relatively tiny coffee in a huge industry and so the knock on effect of our business effectively declining ninety nine point nine percent in four to six weeks the knock on effect back down the value chain to producer communities will be will be will will be brutal
0: now you work with uh uh the people uh, of the Congo uh, in, in both a, a business and a charitable capacity. Why don't you tell our listeners a bit more about that?
1: So we um, we have a foundation called the C2C Fund, and it partners with a quite incredible cooperative in the Congo called Rebuild Women's Hope. We've been traveling to the Congo since 2014, um, and um, Rebuild Women's Hope is run by a lady called Marceline, uh, she's a champion not only for the business and um, community grassroots change in the Congo, but also obviously um, kind of progression and standing of women within that society. And um, yeah, we invest 5p for every kilo we sell and 1p a capsule into our foundation.
0: Fantastic. Now, um, of course, we have you on the program today to discuss the concept of leadership. Uh, so we might as well move on to that subject. Now, I always like to start this conversation off by asking a, a very simple question. What does the word leader mean to you? I think, um, I think the word leader is
1: someone that um, can set a path, set a direction um, and unite people around a cause, even if it's a cause that they're never going to get to, but someone that can take people with them and have people believing in something, believing in an ideal that is has a purpose beyond just themselves. Um, the leader is someone who is who's prepared to fail.
0: Now, what is your purpose beyond yourself?
1: What is my purpose beyond myself? I think um, I've always, um, ever since before starting Mozzo, uh, I've always, been, something that's driven me is that, um organizations businesses should be built on triple bottom lines commercially, socially environmentally and um if i'm honest, I'm still searching for that definition of the purpose mm. but i've been if I look at the fact my you know fifteen years of work has fallen apart in four weeks whilst I have not enjoyed many moments of it, there isn't despair because. I've never got out of bed in the morning and been motivated by money. I've always just it's always been about um positive impact and I think so that is um you know delivering positive impact in a balanced way, commercially, social, environmentally. But I think now at Moso we're realising that a positive impact in as a statement in itself is not enough. It's gotta be it's gotta be stripped down, defined, and it's gotta be got to be big it's almost got to be so big that you'll never attain it
0: now of course having uh blue sky thinking in a company uh and in leadership is incredibly important but obviously uh one of the most important aspects of running an organization is the day-to-day minutiae of uh of looking after uh, people and as we all know human beings are uh, certainly not infallible um, they they uh sometimes are unwell, sometimes they don't uh, work up to scratch. When those rare occasions do uh, occur, how do you handle conflict within the workplace?
1: Um, I think, honestly, feedback is really important. Sometimes um, we shy away from difficult conversations, both in our professional and our personal lives. But I think um, the ability to sit down with people as individuals or sit down and, and bring people together that might have had a disagreement, and to listen to all opinions, and to, to really listen. Listening is a skill that I think in leadership is is vastly underrated. Um, and then the ability to um, recognise that there are more than there are either two points of view or more than two points of view, and to then try to um, compassionately talk those through with people in an open, honest, engaging way to find. A way forward that can work for either the organization and the individual or the two individuals within the organization um, so it's um, and it's about not it's about not ducking it I know there's been times when when I've ducked it I'm growing up and I don't, I don't think I was born a natural leader I think I've learned through many mistakes that have been layered over years
0: well you're absolutely right uh, leadership is an uh, a, a learned characteristic, um, and it doesn't develop in a vacuum. Who were your role models uh, when you first started out your working life?
1: Um, who are my role models? Um, I think they, as we grow, as our leadership, you know, as our, um, as we face new challenges, I think we're always seeking new role models. But I've had them. Um, had a lady, Sarah Dodds, unfortunately passed away far too young. She was um, the CEO of the Foundation of Social Entrepreneurs Unlimited. I had a um she was an amazing lady i had a gentleman called Gavin eddie who owned 20% of my business um up until last year he he was never intrusive but he was always there if i needed him i read a huge amount of autobiographies and biographies you, you're always trying to take even if it's just one thing one thing from a particular person um you know a way of approaching a challenge or a task that might be different to you so I've never had one particular role model but always just tried to I guess um, pick ideas inspiration from hundreds I guess of different sources both mm. directly through a conversation you might have at a an event with someone that you meet just once or with someone that you might build an ongoing relationship or through a book or through a podcast.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Mozo Coffee?
1: <laughs> I think the, the, the truth is that, um, you know, we've got to be honest and say we don't really know. Um, I think we, um, we obviously hope that our business will come back to what we had before, but we've also got to plan and prepare that it might not. So we've got to be we've got to be honest with our people. We've got to be. Um, I don't think we can make promises that we can't keep. Um, so we we've got some really exciting opportunities in France, the US, um, here in the UK. We've got to make sure that our business more than ever is fast, nimble, um, and as proactive as it, as it can be. I don't think we. No one has a right. To succeed, um, and we've got to recognise that every day as we approach the kind of challenge of the next 12 months. But we've also got to view it as an opportunity to be. We might not be the same size of organisation that we were, but it doesn't mean that we're that we're not a better organisation. So I think if we can if we can drill down what our purpose truly is, and if we can unite people around that purpose. Then over time, in five years' time, whatever the size of the organization, it will be truer. And the people that work for it and the people that buy its products and believe in the brand, will be, they, won't, they won't just be customers, they'll be true champions, true fans.
0: Well, Grant, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the program today. And I wish you and everyone at Mozo the best of luck over the coming weeks and months. And I do hope that you thank can you. come back in the program when things have uh, returned to normal. Grant, thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Have a good
0: day. That was Grant Lang, founder of Mozo Coffee. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Andrew Strauss.
2: Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan White. And today we are joined by Sir Andrew Strauss, former captain of the England cricket team and former director of cricket at the ECB. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Real pleasure to be here. Thank you. The
2: pleasure is all of ours, you know. in those early days was there somebody that you could say to this day that thank goodness they were there for you
3: uh well I think in preparing me for international cricket Justin Langer was a massive um Mm. source of advice for me so he was captain of Millsets but a couple of years beforehand and really helped me understand what I needed to do to get there um but then I think on the day-to-day basis
2: ashes series is one of the greatest sporting moments of this country's history now we could chat for hours about that but i know uh i wouldn't be allowed to and 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 you've got (laughs) other places to be so (laughs) we can't do that but i if i may i would love to ask what your highlight was personally for that but perhaps more importantly um as a team how were you able as a group to deal with the pressure no doubt you were feeling
3: yeah, well, the the pressure is like nothing else that I experienced before or after. because You know, I think it's easy to forget how how much of a holy grail the Ashes was mm. back then. You know, we hadn't won it for so long, and it seemed like we'd come up against these invincible Australian teams year after year. So, you know, the, the closer we got to it, the harder it became. Um, I remember Ashley Giles walking into the dressing room, for the f- I think it was in final day of the series and i looked at him and he looked absolutely terrible <laughs> like just white of a sheet grey he looked like aged about 5 years i went god Charlotte, you're not looking too good and he went yeah it's not surprising i haven't slept for 8 weeks <laughs> and i went well join the club you Quite. know i think we'd all been sort of living this behind our own closed doors and um yeah it's it just an extraordinary thing and uh, without doubt the the highlight was number one drawing that game at the oval yes. to make sure we 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 won the Ashes, but also the day after, you know, that open top bus parade around London and to understand that we'd broken out of the cricket bubble, that they're just general sports fans or just people that were interested in in seeing England win at something were all engaged and uh, completely besotted by the whole thing. I think that's
2: such a key point because there's there's so there were so many people back in two thousand five that may have